This is the Between the Covers podcast with hosts Deanne Malone and Rachel Trainum. We'll chat about our current dog ear books, rom-com book club read, all things steamy and our love of a cute romance. Jump in bed and pull up those blankets. Get cozy. It's time for Between the Covers. And we are back for a trope episode. Our trope episodes focus on themes we notice throughout rom-com books. So we'll talk about what book this trope is based off of, and other books that we enjoyed with this trope. But first, shall we introduce who we are? Let's do so. I'm Deanne. What oh. else do we want to say? <laughs> <laughs> we I thought you were going to talk about who you are. Okay. We didn't discuss this. <laughs> I am Rachel. You start. Okay. <laughs> I am the social media coordinator, website person. I do a bunch of stuff. Oh, I'm the podcast producer for Dog-Eared Books in Ames, Iowa, your favorite local indie bookstore. I don't know why. I just put my hands under my face like you could see me. Like, it was trying super to be all cute. cute. We'll have to post a picture. <laughs> um. So yeah, I work at Dog-Eared Books. I also am a book manager, shift manager book manager. I manage the books. You kind of do. (laughs) I'm a shift manager on the weekends and I am in my element being around books all the time. I was the kid that anytime I was upset, I just needed to go to a bookstore. Even like throughout college, I just needed to be around books to feel better. I live in West Des Moines. I'm Iowa born and bred. I'd love to travel. I go all over the place and I've had a bookstagram for Seven years now, I think. Seven years feels right, which is insane to me. And Bookstagram kind of is what really set the path I'm on for me. And I couldn't appreciate that more. I've met my closest friends from Bookstagram, which Bookstagram, if you're not aware, is just a niche corner of Instagram that it's for readers and reader lovers of books. And I've made, made friends across the country. I've met people in real life that, you know, it's like beware internet friends. But, you know, you go through all the precautions and you're very safe about it. And I remember the first time meeting with my book club, everybody's like, this is where I'm going to be at this time. And husbands were being texted by, from my friends and they're like, are you sure you're not going to die? And But back to me, I live with my two cats. One has, well, one and three quarters. Rabbit has three legs. Both are rescues. I also work at a winery. I'm not going to judge you for how you like to drink your wine or what wine you like to drink. I say to each your own. And I like to read, which if you didn't catch that drift, I read books. (laughs) That was the worst introduction to who I am. You'll learn more about me as we go throughout the podcast because random things will pop up and I'll share little stupid life stories, I'm sure. Like in the last episode, you heard that I was voted most dramatic in high school. Not because I caused drama, of course, but because I just have a very dramatic personality sometimes. And it's just who I am. And take it or leave it. A lot of people leave it. No, no, no. (laughs) You're amazing. (laughs) But I'm very lucky to be able to work at Dog-Eared Books. That's pretty much, I feel like, all I care about me anymore is like, oh, tell me about you. I work at a bookstore. That is my identity. And that is what I enjoy and appreciate. So what about you? Who are you, Dan? Tell me. Let's get deep into 
Very difficult question. (laughs) So I am Deanne. I am a single mom to a 10-year-old boy. I have lived in a lot of different places. My dad was in the Air Force, so I was born overseas. I didn't know that. Yes. What country were you born in? Germany? No. Should we play 20 questions? Japan? No. I was born on an island. Oh. Thailand? No. Is that an island? No. New Zealand? I don't think so. I think it's... No. Hmm. Ooh, Philippines. No. Dang it. Puerto Rico? No. Okay, I'm not going to get this. I was born in the Azores, so it's this little island (laughs) off the coast of Portugal and Africa. That is so cool. And there is an Air Force base there, Lodges Air Force Base. Thank you to all our servicemen and women. And I was born on an island. I love that. The more you know. I'm the not cool know. like that. I was born in Des Moines, not Methodist. I think. That was pretty much the most no, exciting mercy. part of my life. <laughs> um, I went to high school in Southern California, college in Missouri, go Bulldogs. And then the day after finals, I moved to Washington, D.C., and I lived there for 20 years. And I moved to Iowa about eight years ago this week, I think, when we play it. And so take care of elderly parents and have been here and um, did all of that stuff. I get to be an amazing customer at Dog-Eared Books. I love that role. And book host. Book club host. Book club host. I do have a full-time job in Ames, Iowa and get to participate in the book club at Dog-Eared Books, the rom-com book club, also called Between the Covers. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. I am mom to a 10-year-old boy, a 7-year-old cat, and a 3-year-old dog. And they're really all cute. All three of them. The fur babies and the normal baby. (laughs) They're all cute. I love them all so much. (laughs) Well, I went to school at Iowa State. (laughs) Go Cyclones. Go Cyclones. I studied journalism and speech communication. And, okay, that's all. I'm not interesting. (laughs) I worked in a corporate role for too long. It was miserable. I hated it. Toxic boss. Toxic environment. That's Rachel talking, not Dee. Yeah, (laughs) this is Rachel. I think we have very distinct voices from each other. So, yeah, this is Rachel. I love my job. (laughs) I love my job now. I have the best bosses ever. It's amazing. I'm, I'm so blessed. Eh. I'm horrible at about me. I know. We'll I have, have to work on I have cats. I have dogs. No, I don't have dogs. <laughs> we both have a lot of books. We love books. Oh. Should we talk about the trope now? I think we should talk about the trope. <laughs> uh, okay. You're going to have to cut all of that. <laughs> I think it'll be interesting. <laughs> okay, so we'll for get this- better at that part. <laughs> all right. This week's trope that we're focusing on is... Not another notch in the bedpost. And Deanne, please tell me what your definition of that is, because it was opposite from what mine initially was. So one thing I feel like we should disclose here is Rachel and I are not from the same generation. (laughs) And so I think this is one of my words that came from an older generation. But the not another notch on the bedpost is... When a girl says, I don't want to be just another notch on his bedpost where he's just 
sleeping with everybody, basically. Okay, so when we talked about this, I thought you were saying, like, not boyfriend material. Well, I guess it kind of... Yeah. So, because that's what I took it as, like, not another notch was, like, oh, just another, like, F buddy or something like that. That was, like, oh, okay, that's what the notches are, the marks. I had a total miscommunication where I didn't think about it as she doesn't just want to be another number in his little black book. Yeah. Mm. It was definitely a generational miscommunication. (laughs) (laughs) So the funny thing about this is when we pick the trope, it's always the trope about the next book we're reading at the book club. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I read the advanced reader copy of Hook, Line, and Sinker before Rachel did. And when I turned over the book to her, it had all of these post-it notes (laughs) in the book. And I'm like, by the way, the post-it notes are not the good parts. The post-it notes are the different ways that she tries to explain what the not another notch on the bedpost means. And there were, what, 20 post-its? There's a lot. So the whole, like, first... 50 pages of the book, I think she's trying to explain why this guy is not boyfriend material. And I think that's what I came up with at the end is a better way of saying it. Like, he is not going to be a good boyfriend and future husband. When I was in college, there was this guy I was kind of, like, dating. And by dating, we weren't actually going on dates. We would run into each other at parties, make out, flirt a bit, and that would be the basis of our like existence and he was really good friends for one of my close friends that I went to high school like I grew up with my entire life and you know still saw in college and uh (laughs) I told my friend that one time we were at dinner just a bunch of us and the guy who I kind of just like had my ongoing flirtation with wasn't there and he said like oh well what about so-and-so why don't you I'm like oh please no he is not the dating type like he's not the boyfriend type well, he told him that I said that. So one night, in fact, it was St. Patty's Day. So this is almost like a few years ago now. Yeah, it's very on brand. And it was St. Patty's Day and we were out with a bunch of people and drinking. So we went to one friend's place and we were all just sleeping there. And I was on one couch. A couple people were on the floor and the other he was on the other couch. And he goes, it was just us awake because we were chatting. He's like, why did you say I'm not the dateable type? And I've never heard. It was like so pitiful sounding when he said that. And thank God it was dark. And I'm like laying on the couch and I'm like, oh no. I'm like, um, uh, and I'm like, oh no, I'm just going to try and fluff this guy's ego because he's a pretty boy. He hadn't ever really been turned down that often. And I'm just thinking you're right for someone, I'm sure. But for me, you're just fun to flirt with and kiss a bit. But that's as far as this is going to go. We're not going to we're not going to go the distance together by any means. But I felt so bad when that got back to him, because honestly, I didn't think that would have hurt his feelings. And I didn't care initially if it had got back to him. Otherwise, I wouldn't have said it to my friend. Yeah. And I didn't think it would ever have hurt him the way it did. And maybe it didn't hurt him, but it bruised his ego because I could just be to putting my own emotions onto something. So I'm sure it bruised his ego. So I think I said something to him like, well, I'm, I'm sure you are the dateable type, but we just, we don't do that. And I, I tried to BS it somehow. So that's my not dateable type, which honestly, if you knew this guy, I would probably have been just another notch on his bedpost. And I wasn't going to do that to myself because, like, come on. Absolutely not. So. At least in rom-coms, 
the guys are the ones telling you I'm right. not the dateable type as opposed to mm-hmm. trying yeah. to make you think they are. Yeah. But after that, we just kind of sought less and less of each other, which I was fine with because I was kind of already like moving on. I was starting to see someone else and it was like really uncomfortable. I'm like, oh, I am. <laughs> I'm sorry if I hurt your little soft heart because no one's ever turned you down, Mr. Pretty Boy. You know, tall, dark, and handsome. The most cliche. And in my mind, I'm thinking, maybe if you wore a different jacket out to the bars instead of the same one you've always worn. (laughs) That's me being shallow. That's all you needed? Yeah. Even now, I ran into him a few months ago. (laughs) This was years ago when I had this thing with this guy. But I saw him out at Woolies, a concert venue in Des Moines, and he had that same stupid jacket. <laughs> That's like his favorite jacket. He's listening to this podcast right now. Oh, going, I doubt it. Hey, I didn't think it was me, but like, I always wear this jacket. I bet it's me. He, I would hope he would know if he ever did listen to this, that I was talking about him and that I still don't think he would have ever been the dateable type for me. And I'm not sorry about that. I'm not. <laughs> and now I have the You're So Vain playing in my head again during one of our podcasts. I will take that. I will take that. Because he probably thinks this podcast is about him. Well, that segment was, that's for sure. <laughs> again, I'm still not sorry. <laughs> I mean, all the best to him. He's a nice guy, but... Not for me. Not for you. No. You have somebody else now. So yeah. So it's totally okay. Yeah. You would not have met your new guy if Mm-mm. this guy and you had ended up together. So No. And luckily there's at least three years in between. <laughs> so your current boyfriend doesn't have to wonder if there's something lingering there no, that he needs God, to worry no. about. Which I don't think he would ever even ask me about that stuff. He's not a question asking guy. He just sits there while I'm like blah, 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 blah. I'll think of all the questions that he needs to ask, and I'll ask him during the podcast, yeah. and then we can just have him listen to it. It'll be fine. I told him, I'm like, I get you're not Mr. Share the World with everybody, but I don't even know your brother's name. And we've been together for about five months now. I know his brother's name now, and his stepbrothers, and his nieces and nephews. So we we had a crash course, <laughs> but I just think it's funny, because I relate so hard to that not another notch situation and i love it have you ever had another not another notch so i was trying to think about this and i think i've always been the friend of Mm. those guys yeah Um, i have a lot of friends like that yeah so the one who i said no to my friend who was his friend he was totally that guy (laughs) and i always did the like i see him with a girl at a party in college. This was a long time ago. Yep. And I'd always say, hi, my name's so-and-so. And then that way he would know the name of the girl he was standing next to, like, all over. So, yeah, I was always the friend You're of like that guy. You're a wing woman. I, I am a good wing woman. Mm-hmm. I really am. Yeah. I helped a lot of guys get the girl. I always had fun doing that because yeah. it was so cute. Yeah. Oh, romantic at heart. I know. So... Did we tell talk about what trope this book was based off of yet? Yeah, we did. You talked the about not another, but not another a little bit about hook, line, and sinker. Yes. So in hook, line, and sinker, which we'll talk about more in depth. On yeah, the don't next... spoil for me because I've not read it yet, and I'm really excited to read it because 
I loved the first one, but I want more of the sister. Yeah. So if you read It Happened One Summer about Piper and Brandon, then you met Piper's sister, Hannah, and you met Fox, Brandon's best friend, also in the book. And basically, It Happened One Summer is more than just Piper and Brandon's story because it starts the slow burn for Hannah and Fox. And then it continues to be a slow burn in Hook, Line, and Sinker. So I like Hannah. She has like a solid personality and she's not as in your face as Piper was, but she's also not going to let anybody hurt anybody that she cares about. At least from the little snippets that I got of her and it happened one summer. So I appreciated that. But so what books did you feel like fall into this trope? Because I don't want to talk too much about Hook, Line, and Sinker since we'll be talking about that yeah. in our next episode. Yeah. So I pulled a couple books off of my shelf. We're trying to talk about three books each typically in our trope episodes. I'm now questioning the books I pulled after our earlier discussion again of the trope. I'm like, oh no, I still don't think I got it right. I think you did. I, I think you're close. This one's, we kind of made this one up, so. I like the idea of it, though. Yeah. I like I like the little phrase. I think it it's very spot on yeah. to basically not another notch, a.k.a. Not the boyfriend girlfriend type, you know, they're not just the, the dating type. type. Not yeah, the, not, maybe some they're the, not even the dating type. No, they're, they're just the have so fun like, with. They're a lot of fun. <laughs> a lot of fun. Very charismatic yeah. characters, always. <laughs> so you start with one of your books first. Okay, I had to pick one of my favorites. So it's Undercover Bromance from Lisa K. Adams' Bromance Book Club series. Another book series that you've been telling me to read forever i love the series and i love Braden mack he is my favorite but he is the ultimate playboy playboy he's such a charismatic restaurant owner and Liv is not having any of his i love when people don't take shit oh oh, i said shit you said shenanigans (laughs) when people don't take shenanigans yeah she's not having any of it and i just love that story Another I will admit with the Dean next and I, book, I loved him in the next book, yeah. even though it wasn't about him. <laughs> I will, another thing about Deanne and I, I am definitely the potty mouth compared to her, but that's probably... I have a 10-year-old, so I yeah. have to keep it in check, because I can't <laughs> say him in one place and not say him in another, so I just... I can't help it sometimes. I try to be better, but it doesn't ever work. <laughs> But, okay, so give me a little more rundown about what his Playboy escapades were. So the whole series is set around these very famous men in Nashville area. There's a football player and a hockey player, and he's a restaurateur. And they just have the world at their fingertips, but sometimes they're not great with women. So they read romance novels and they have a book club That's to read just romance like the most novels. Most endearing plot line, I swear. It's the best. To try and they call them the manuals to try and learn how to <laughs> solve whatever problem any of them is having with whatever Books woman is their person. <laughs> they call them, they call romance novels manuals. There is a bookstagrammer called Stace Bookspace. Seriously, go follow her. Her reels, her TikTok um, are so killer. She 
basically goes to turn her husband into a fictional character. So she's like, okay, no. Grab, bite your lip, and like slow look up at me. But it's even better than that. They are the funniest videos. I like I they always have me giggling or laughing hard. So I would recommend follow her, go watch the videos, and then that sounds very on point for these uh, book clubbers for the bromance book club. And if you have a man in your life that you think needs a manual, mm-hmm. Lissa K. Adams does have a men read romance starter kit that includes five romance novels. That's the best. My favorite thing is when um, men come into the bookstore. And they're like, I love rom-coms. I'm like, oh, buddy. And it's like a total like straight dude, you know, very dude, dude. They're like, no, I love rom-coms. Because a lot of times when we're trying to find a book for someone and they say they don't know, we ask, you know, what what shows do you like to watch? What movies do you like? And it's so fun when a guy's like, I love the rom-com. Like, we got you covered. Yeah. So that's probably my favorite of the this character i also thought drew from the wedding date oh i haven't he was, ch- yeah mm-hmm. they called him a serial dater but i kind of think that falls into the same thing like there was something mm-hmm. that was holding him back he wasn't going to be right um and then the other one that i picked was surprise surprise it happened one summer <laughs> and i think piper yeah is the it's not just men it isn't Mm-mm. and she was really I don't even think she pictured herself as the dating type for right. most of it. And she ends up the cutest little soon-to-be-married woman pet. Wait, what? Ah, Okay, I'm not going to be like that's that big of a surprise because I had a feeling. I honestly thought in this next book she was going to be pregnant. Ah, I'm so happy. We'll start it soon. <laughs> well, my books that I chose and now that I'm questioning is I had... I'd only picked out two because I stared at my bookshelf for a while and I was trying to think really hard. And I had You Had Me at Ola by Alexis Daria because they're both actors. You know, he is like kind of mysterious. He doesn't share a lot personally. And she has a bunch of rules for herself on, you know, what not to do. So in a way, they don't want to just be another one for each other. Very clearly, that's like set out there. And you learn a lot about, like, why he is the way he is. And, you know, that's not the healthiest for him. And she, of course, they fall for each other. You can't have a romance book. I mean, look at the cover of the book. They're, yes. like, canoodling. And I so, love that cover, by the way. Yeah, it's pretty. I need to read the second one. I was talking to Pedro. I'm going to talk about Pedro every single time on this podcast, I swear. And him and I, we need to read the follow-up book to it, which I believe focuses on one of the cousins of hers. I love universe books. I think they're so fun. And there are so many cousins. You could do so many books with that yes. universe. But there were the nice. two cousins of hers that she was like especially close with. Yes. But um, you had me at Ola. I really think that that just hit the nail on the head of the, you know, they don't want to just be another one in the system. Especially, I think even her ex kind of made her feel like that too, yeah. if I remember right. Another one that I thought went into this trope was To Love and to Loathe by Martha Waters, which is part of the To Have and to Hook series. It's the Regency vibes that are just so hilarious. And I love To Have and to Hoax. And To Love and to Loathe, which is the one I feel falls into this trope, did not disappoint at all. Though they don't really, I think he, she doesn't really care. So she was married once, her husband died. 
in its Regency era. So it's pretty typical. She was married to a fairly older man and he is like really good friends with her brother and he really truly likes her, but he's also kind of that playboy where he's sleeping around with married women and, you know, in the Regency era. And she's just like, no, I just don't want to be one of the many. And he wants her. And she just is like, I mean, I'm happy being single. I don't have to be owned by anybody. And especially given the time period. Yeah. So I think that's a fair assessment for her to not want to be another notch. Uh, especially because she, I don't believe she's taken like a lover at this point, you know, as a widowed woman, it's kind of more acceptable, I suppose, for this era. At least that's the vibe that comes off, but it's just so sweet. And they were, they're longtime friends, you know, they've grown up in the same circle with her brother being his friend and then her best friend marrying one of his friends. And again, it's a universe series. So you're going to meet a lot of the same characters over and over. And I am still excited for the next one that's coming out soon so excellent yeah that's what i felt with those tropes just it's hard to be in a place of not wanting to be one of the many and i'm trying to think if i've ever felt i've definitely not just had like one of the many for me but i have a friend that i think there was a situation way back in the day where she just she was very into she's very independent and I think this guy liked her more and he was very upset that she's just like I'm sorry I don't want a relationship with you and it's it can be hurtful for some people but I think that's just a case of like more emotions put into one of one more emotions for one person than the other has for the other which happens a lot yeah I mean that's not an uncommon thing so truly this trope is pretty on point for you know and it relationships usually, yeah it usually leads to some pretty funny situations yeah. right mm-hmm. and sometimes these tropes like when i read it in a book it's the character doesn't want it and then she falls for her best friend which is a different trope in itself is yes go for the bestie i can't wait till we talk about that one day oh it's coming <laughs> that's exciting so what rom-coms are you reading right now or have you recently read? So recently finished was definitely Hook, Line, and Sinker. And the one I'm looking forward to next, I have an advanced copy of The Wedding Season by Katie Birchall. And she wrote one of my favorite books from last summer, The Secret Bridesmaid. So I'm so excited to read her new one. Nice. Uh, yeah, that one. I will read it. I promise you <laughs> I will get to it. I recently read Under One Roof by Allie Hazelwood, which I mentioned oh, previously. It's the Steminist novella. It's the first one of her Steminist novellas. Uh, it was absolutely adorable and holy steam. It's a novella, so you're really only going to get one big, like, oomph, but oh, buddy, was it worth it. It was, I was driving while listening to that, and I'm like, my face was really hot. My goodness sakes. And then, I did finish It Happened One Summer recently and by Tessa Bailey. Loved it. It was very steamy. But currently, right now, I'm just reading... I don't know if it's a romance. I think it might have some romance aspects to it. But One Italian Summer by Rebecca Searle. Thank you, Atria Books, for sending me that. And then I'm also reading The Girl Who Knew Too Much, which is a YA book by Tiffany Brooks. What about you? What are you reading right now? So I'm finishing up One, Two, Three by Laurie Frankel. 
It was. Oh, yes, I do know that book. It has the leaves on the cover. It has the leaves on the cover and one, two, and three are triplets. Mm. 16-year-old triplets and they're solving. Interesting. Yeah. Um, And then I started The Fortune Teller by Gwendolyn Womack. Okay. That's exciting. Yeah. I love reading. I know. (laughs) So much fun. So with this trope overall, do you feel like it's one that you enjoy? I love this one. I think I really love this one too, because it really pulls out those like internal frustrations. I love that kind of like build up that like you can feel in your gut and like all the way up into your shoulders and just that release when it finally becomes a a coupling. I feel like the first time they say in the book, I'm not the dating type, you know they're going to be hooked up by the end. (laughs) Like that is a dead Sure, Jan. Sure, you're not the dating type. (laughs) Oh, well, you know what, Dan? I'm not the podcasting type. Boom. Because I'm podcasting. That's was true. that a bad joke? That was a stupid joke. Is that kind of a dad joke? Ugh. I'm just going to take it as a really lame joke. <laughs> that was not even funny. My son tells me I'm not funny at all. So. Hey, you're funny. See, that's why we're friends. My cats always seem to laugh at me. <laughs> now that just made me sound pathetic. That wasn't even funny. He usually is laughing pretty hard when he tells me that I'm not funny, so I'm just going to say that. My mom has always said that we need to have our own reality TV show because we're so funny. So my mom says I'm funny, which is making me sound even better right now. (laughs) I think you're funny, Rachel, and I'm not related to you or fed by you. So that totally counts. All right. Well, that makes me feel a bit better now that I've been ego boosted. I'd say that is a wrap on not another notch on the bedpost. Yeah. Definitely a winner for the tropes. Yep, I liked it. I like it better than the workplace romance. If you're listening to this podcast, check out our Instagram. We do have a bookstagram just for the podcast, Between the Covers Pod. And let us know your favorite not another notch on the bed post because I evidently need to read them all. <laughs> and comment with like a little bed too. Yeah. If you're listening. Yeah. Uh, and you can follow me at more than the pages on Instagram and can follow Deanne at EODBRT on Instagram. And of course, please follow our producer, Dog Eared Books, at Dog Eared Books Ames. And you can also find them on TikTok at Dog Eared Books and Facebook and all the sites. And they also have a podcast called Bubbles and Books that is highly entertaining. And in that one, you hear about Amanda and Ellen, the co-owners, current reads, what's popping at the store, books that are coming out on New Book Tuesday, and just other little funny commentary from them. My favorite part is the New Book Tuesday because I always listen to it and I'm like, I didn't know that was coming out. <laughs> Trot on down to the bookstore. It's almost, it up. it's almost dangerous. It is a little dangerous. Yeah. Just a little bit. Well, thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to the Between the Covers podcast. You can follow Deanne at EODBRT and Rachel at More Than the Pages on Instagram and everything podcast related at, at Between the Covers Pod. Between the Covers Pod is produced by our local indie bookstore, Dog Eared Books in Ames, Iowa. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and share the pod with all your amazing people in your life.